conservative American message, hosted by the one and only Cam Lau. It is Monday, January 8th, 2024, and you are listening to the 57th episode of this podcast. Evangelist F.B. Meyer said, The greatest tragedy of life is not unanswered prayer, but unoffered prayer. I had the opportunity to attend my fourth Trump rally on Friday night. It was a great event with a great turnout, and I was equally excited to be able to talk to so many people and share my show with them. You might even be one of them listening for the first time today. Welcome to the show. Prepare to get offended. Sam Bankman-Fried. He is the founder of the cryptocurrency exchange platform FTX. His billion-dollar crypto empire fell apart when he was convicted of fraud and conspiracy last year. In a nutshell, he stole hundreds of millions of dollars from his customers and then used it to donate to loads of political campaigns for Democrats. His sentencing hearing is slated for March, and he could be facing up to 110 years in prison. Although the government fully prosecuted his fraud crimes, the DOJ is not pursuing charges of political campaign finance violations. To me, the DOJ is blatantly trying to protect recipients of these massive donations from being pulled into this messy trial. Among these massive donations was a walloping $5 million to Joe Biden back in 2020. Sam Bankman-Fried openly admitted to trying to buy these politicians so that he could influence the regulation of crypto. Meanwhile, crypto has taken a huge leap over the last few months amid speculation that the SEC is preparing to approve a Bitcoin ETF. There are literally billions of dollars riding on the decision of the SEC here. Personally, I'm rooting for it because I stand to make some cash off of that approval. One of the biggest stories the media reported this week was that Jeffrey Epstein's list was going to be released to the public. A lot of big names made this list, including Bill Clinton, Donald Trump, Leonardo DiCaprio, Michael Jackson, Prince Andrew, but hundreds more celebrities and wealthy public figures were also mentioned. There's a misconception that this Epstein list is a list of people who were clients of Epstein's services for pedophiles. Unfortunately, it's not as cut and dry as all that. This so-called list was released, and it's just simply a name of people who came up in the Ghislaine Maxwell trial. These people are all linked to having been associates or at least acquaintances of Epstein, but there's no accusation of involvement in any of his crimes. In fact, it actually seems to point to innocence, or at least that there was no witnesses aware of any sexual crimes where certain individuals were involved, such as the case of Donald Trump. What this list does do is peel back yet one more thin layer of the truth behind the secret pedophile ring. I'm not saying I believe everything that QAnon comes up with. It's not entirely accurate. But after Epstein was completely outed for his crimes, there is no doubt that somewhere there exists a cabal of elitist child predators. Bill Clinton was named over 50 times throughout these unsealed documents, but I didn't need that news to conclude that Clinton is a pervert. I usually try to give this stuff a positive spin, guys, but when it comes to the whole Epstein business, I'm afraid we're never going to know the truth. This is one of those things, it just goes too deep. They simply cannot allow the truth to be revealed or our society could collapse. It's just like the JFK assassination. 
They will keep the information hidden until everyone involved is long gone so as not to destroy trust in all of our modern-day institutions. If you're like me, though, your trust in these institutions is already failing. On Thursday, a tragedy occurred in Perry, Iowa. A 17-year-old high school student shot and killed a 6th grader and injured five others, including the high school principal, before ending his own life. He was armed, reportedly, with a pump-action shotgun and a handgun. I'm going to follow the example of some other media outlets that I really respect who choose to opt out of mentioning the names of mass shooters to diminish the effect of giving them the infamy that they often desire. Whenever a tragic event like this takes place, it isn't long before the tragic gets drug into the political. Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds is already taking a lot of heat on the gun control and mental health fronts. Even though it should be common sense at this point that gun laws do precisely nothing to prevent this kind of devastation. The shooter was 17 years old. In the state of Iowa, it is illegal to purchase or possess any firearm of any kind until 18 years of age. And a handgun is illegal until 21. Not to mention, it's illegal to bring a firearm on school property. And, furthermore, it is illegal to shoot people. So quit trying to whine about how legislation will solve these issues when mass shooters clearly aren't concerned with your laws. Mental health is typically the culprit in these shootings. But to blame the state and our governor for a lack of mental health services is just as foolish. I haven't mentioned yet, but the shooter in Perry was a transgender. This is not the first time that a transgender has shot up a school this year, in the last year, and that shouldn't be shocking. The current consensus of mental health professionals is to encourage the delusions of these people who are suffering with gender dysphoria and stuff like that. When you encourage a person further into their mental issues, it should be no surprise when they implode in this way. So cut the crap. This is not a gun issue. This is a mental health issue. And it's not about what state programs are funded or canceled. This is about the core issues within the entire psychological establishment. These are the core issues that are facing our whole nation. Here's what Governor Reynolds had to say at Perry. Our hearts are heavy today and our prayers are with the Perry community. This strikes at the heart of everything that we hold dear. This senseless tragedy has shaken our entire state to the core. And I want this community to know that every Iowan stands with you. It's impossible to understand why anything like this happens, but again, I want you to know that we'll work tirelessly to get the answers so that we can prevent it from happening again. I wanna take a moment this afternoon to recognize the immediate and courageous response of local law enforcement today and the incredible coordination between local police, first responders, the Dallas County Sheriff's Office, the Iowa State Patrol, DCI, ATF, and the FBI, and multiple healthcare providers. I had the opportunity a few moments ago to speak with some of the officers involved, and in a situation like this, as we all know, every minute counts. In their heroic actions today, we can say save lives. 
Republican leaders are all too often mocked in these situations for offering nothing more than prayers for the victims and their families. But ask yourself, what do the victims and their families need the most at this time? It's prayer, not legislation. Legislation will not undo what has already been done. Prayer is the single most powerful tool that anybody has in these moments. But I'm sure those on the left will continue to doubt the power of prayer and just whine about guns for like a month before forgetting all about the entire tragedy. Well, that's all I have time for. Were you offended by this podcast? Good. Thanks for listening, guys. I really appreciate you all. Have a great week and stay conservative.